0: You are locked on Cougars. Welcome in to your Tuesday edition of the podcast. Hope you all are doing fantastic out there in Cougar Nation. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day. A lot to cover ahead on today's show. We're going to talk BYU football. Day 10 of BYU Spring ball in the books. We were out there. What did we observe? What did we learn? We'll get to that. We'll also talk BYU football and basketball recruiting. Two guys in the transfer portal. One, a commit to the BYU football program. Another that could be a guy BYU. Basketball pursue, pursues heavily in the transfer portal as well. We'll get to, and of course, we'll catch you guys up on the other news involved in BYU athletics as well. Today's show is brought to you in part by our friends over at Stat Hero. Stat Hero is reshaping the way that you play fantasy sports. Dozens of house-based games to play daily. No sharks. No funky props. Just your skill versus the lineups that you choose. Sign up today at StatHero.com/slash locked on. All right. Without further ado, though, here on this Tuesday. Let's get going. This is the Locked On Cougars podcast for March 22nd, 2022. You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What's up, my friends? I'm Jake Hatch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, a resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. As the executive producer of DJ and PK in the morning. And a huge thank you once again for joining us here on Locked On Cougars. Let's get going on today's show with my observations from BYU football practice yesterday. Day 10 of BYU spring camp. Day 11 coming up later today. So they are in the final third of spring camp. If it feels like it's flown by, I understand that. They're in week four of a five-week camp, and I think a lot has happened for BYU. The biggest thing I feel like is you're starting to see a lot of the, I guess, more, how do I say this? The more established star players really start to shine through at this point despite their lack of touches, and I hope that makes sense. I'm talking about guys like Jaron Hall. He looks as polished as anybody out there, folks. I am telling you, he has just an absolutely electric arm right now he's making all the throws he's making them look easy he looks in full control of this offense and let me also freely admit i get to see about 15 20 minutes of practice on any given day but the chances i get to see him practice he looks every bit the part of qb1 for byu so there's a lot to expect there now The question is, I think, at the quarterback position, what the backup position is going to be. My money is still on it being Jacob Conover. That's just my simple take on that. But the bigger thing we saw yesterday during BYU football practice was them shifting into more of what we call situational drills, where they'd have a ball spotted at a certain point on the field, and they tell the offense, this is your objective, the defense has their objective, and they go head-to-head and try and stop one another. I actually really like this type of football. And Ed Lamb, the assistant head coach, also special teams coordinator and safeties coach, spoke to the media after practice and he explained what the mindset is about shifting into more of a situational role at this point of spring ball. We're uh, in a spot
1: right now with the amount of veterans that we have that have played roles before and, and are you know we feel like that they're um, where they need to be for this time of the year and this point in their career and so we're able to move a little bit more now into situational football, football, what we call football IQ, so time left in the game, uh, field position, down a distance, score, what the offense, defense, special teams should be thinking in those situations. It's a lot of fun to move into that um, type of practice. It's still you know, fundamentally about blocking and tackling, but uh, I think I think also some of these veteran guys need to be pushed a little bit with their game awareness and football IQ.
0: Now, if your head's spinning a little bit and you're not exactly sure of what Coach Lamb is referring to, allow him to tee up a nice example for you guys that hopefully will make what BYU is doing right now in practice a little more clear. Well, I
1: think the one you know that everyone can relate to is a quarterback in a in a positive situation, um, you know, say in field goal range, for example, um, you know, getting the ball out a little quicker because he understands that we're that we're already in field goal range, and and for that matter, an offensive coordinator maybe getting a little more aggressive and, and getting the ball out quickly but targeting the end zone a defensive coach should be trying to get aggressive and push or push the offense out of field goal range and so we're, we're really all looking at each other for, to make those decisions in that moment and so it's important to script them in there and then study the video the next day and see how everybody reacted.
0: So there you go. It's more of a situation where you tell the offense, okay, let's say, for example, you got the ball on the right hash, you got 35 yards to go, we've got a minute 12 on the clock, and we have one timeout. We need to get a touchdown. Go get it. You tell the defense, they have a minute 12, they've got 35 yards to go, they have one timeout, end the game. Don't allow them to get into the end zone. That is kind of what BYU has morphed into, and I actually think this is actually a really smart move on BYU's part. Now, I don't know how past spring ball have gone for BYU and how they have approached stuff like this, but I think this is a little atypical of most spring camps, just From my observation, because most of the time, this is the stuff that you rep in fall camp getting ready for the season, saying, okay, here's the situation, this is what you guys need to do, and go out there and accomplish it. In a way, BYU is getting a head start on training camp, and there's nothing wrong with that, because As Coach Lamb explains, you want these players to be put in these situations so that when it becomes real, when they're in the middle of a game, they got this situation staring them in the face, it's not the first time they have been in that situation that has been created at least, hopefully, a couple of times in practice.
1: I'm a big believer as coaches, we get what we emphasize, and so if we just come out here and we run plays, then we'll be really good at running plays. But if we expect that our team is going to have a situational awareness when we're actually in games and and perform those plays a little bit differently, according to the situation. I think we'll be we, we'll be disappointed if we don't introduce it and rep it often in a situational manner.
0: So there's the rationale behind what is going on with BYU practices right now, and I think it's quite brilliant honestly and I I know that it probably sounds like a lot of coach speak to you and you're not exactly sure what to make of it let's just put it this way it's a way BYU is getting ahead of fall camp when they hit the ground in August when training camp begins maybe late July I don't remember how the calendar is going to lay out this year but regardless when BYU gets to training camp later this summer they will actually have done a lot of work that they typically may have had to catch up on during fall camp and that should allow a team like BYU to be further ahead once that first game comes, they travel to USF there on September 3rd. So I really like what BYU is doing here and how they're approaching practices and the funny thing about this, according to Coach Lamb, this is not just a coach run thing this is actually coming from the players and they're requesting it.
1: I believe veterans push coaches too. I think veterans have a high standard for the success that they want to achieve individually and as a team and, and, and we can feel their energy when we come out to practice. Maybe some of the younger guys uh, sometimes just paint, painted with a broad brush here, but they're more worried about just kind of moving up the depth chart and their assignments and trying to run plays as, as plays look in the playbook, and veterans are just looking for a little bit more. So it's a lot of fun to reach out and try to make each each guy a little bit better in the way that
0: they need to get better. Well, I'm going to pull back the curtain for a second here, and what they're talking about and what Coach Lamb's been talking about is veteran players want to be all the way engrossed in football, and that's what a guy like Zach Wilson was for BYU. That dude, eat, breathe, sleep, everything was football for him. He would stay up till all hours of the night studying films, seeing plays, trying to understand new concepts. And that is what has led to him being the number two overall pick in the NFL draft. A guy like Jaron Hall, he's got similar traits in that way to Zach Wilson. Will Jaron Hall be the number two overall pick in the NFL draft? I don't think so. But I do believe that Jaron Hall has an NFL future in his It is immediate future. I I botched that take there, but I think the bigger point is that he is understanding, speaking of just as an example for Jaron Hall, he's a veteran player, he's played a lot of football games, but he wants to be as well versed in every situation that we can throw in, that can be thrown at him in practice, so that way when it comes to game time, he's not sitting there saying, okay coach, how do we handle this? He's not speaking to Aaron Roderick or uh, talking to Kalani talking, saying, how do you want to handle this coach? He already has an idea of how he would go about handling it, and then he can consult with the coaching staff about the situation in-game, and they can come up with a coherent plan of attack and I actually think this is a brilliant, brilliant move for BYU, and I'm actually applauding what they're doing here. Now, other good news came from BYU practice yesterday off the field as they added another addition via the transfer portal. Gabe Judy Lally. Who is he? What should we make of his addition to the BYU roster? We'll get to all of that here in just a second. Today's show is brought to you in part by our friends over at StatHero. Did you guys take some upsets over the weekend in the NCAA tournament? Did they work out for you? Good for you. They didn't work out for me. My bracket is just absolutely obliterated, my friends. But guess what? You can still win some cash from our friends over at Stat Hero with their Pick'em contest. If you've not checked out this new platform, you are really missing out. Stat Hero's NCAA single game Pick'ems pits the star players against one another in an amazing hybrid format between both fantasy and sports gambling. Take control back from the handicappers that always seem to have the advantage on you, the consumer. Start focusing on the players that you know best with a gameplay that doesn't rely on big spreads, long losses or funky props in addition to their pick'em games they also have dozens of lineups you can comb through to take on head to head they simply post sets of players for you to take on with a set of players that you get to choose so they have their set lineup you go pick a lineup and hopefully beat them head to head and win some money along the way Stat Hero is the easiest and fastest way to get your sports action fixed the sleek simple gameplay will also have you playing in just minutes and this is what daily fantasy was meant to be my friends go to StatHero.com locked on to check it out and while you're there use the promo code locked on for a 100% deposit match. That's stathero.com slash locked on using the promo code locked on for a 100% match once again. One more time, stathero.com slash locked on using the promo code locked on. Terms and conditions apply. Thank you once again for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. We are free and available wherever you guys get your podcasts. Let's continue with the BYU football theme here for a bit. BYU football got some good news on the recruiting trail yesterday with the addition of Vanderbilt transfer Gabe Judy Lally. Now, Gabe Judy Lally is a smart cookie, folks. He graduated from Vanderbilt University, the premier academic institution in the SEC, one of the premier academic institutions in all of Division I football in just three years. This kid knows what he is doing in the classroom. The best part about it is he's got three years of playing and starting experience in the SEC playing for Vanderbilt. And insert your joke here about it's Vanderbilt, Jake. You know what? This kid has played against some of the best talent in the entire country. I don't care what your opinion is on SEC football. It is the highest single collection of talent in the sport that we have in college football. There's no if and or but about that, in my opinion. And Gabe Judy Lally has competed against the best of the best in his three years there at Vanderbilt. The funny thing about this is, and some of you will obviously point this out, you already did on social media when I tweeted out about him committing it yesterday, he has three years of eligibility remaining, despite having already played in parts of three seasons for the Vanderbilt Commodores. Now, how does that happen, Jake? Well, let's put it this way. COVID year obviously plays into it. He's already used his redshirt year, and the redshirt rule now allows you to play in four games at the school of your choice and still keep your redshirt intact. That is how he has both starting and playing experience across three seasons for Vanderbilt University and now comes to BYU with the potential to play three more seasons for the Cougars. I like this pickup and I think that Gabe Judy Lally is going to be a welcome addition to BYU's defensive secondary. I figure he will be playing cornerback for the Cougars considering he played that in the SEC for Vanderbilt and has got up against some of the best receivers that this sport has to offer. I don't see why BYU would try and take something away from him that he's already done. I also wanted to get a little more of an insight as to who Gabe Judy Lally was, so I reached out to a guy who coached Gabe Judy Lally, who has a connection to BYU himself. That would be the venerable Dr. Derwin Gray. Yes, Dewey himself, the former BYU standout defensive back, had a long uh, career in the NFL, a huge proponent of BYU football to this day, a pastor at Transformation Church down there in North Carolina. Well, Dewey himself actually coached Gabe in his ninth and 10th grade year. He sent me three things to know about Gabe Judy Lally. Number one, Gabe's mom is from Eastern Europe and would not let Gabe play football unless he maintained a 4.0 GPA. Well, is there any wonder that Gabe graduated from Vanderbilt University in three years with that as his academic background? I don't think that's a surprise at all, and I think that is a big point as to why BYU will accept him into a grad program of his choosing post-haste. They will not waste any time with this young man. Number two, according to Dr. Gray, Gabe is physical like a safety and athletic like a corner Well, as a guy who played in the SEC, you would hope that is the case, and that is why I think he's going to come in and immediately challenge for playing time if he is truly all he is cracked up to be. This is a dude who played for Vanderbilt, and Vanderbilt has had its struggles, let's be frank about it, but at the same time, he's going to be playing against a level of competition that won't be as high in certain games as he faced in the SEC playing for BYU. It's a simple fact of the matter. The collection of talent, the overall strength of the conference in the SEC, doesn't compare to what BYU has. Will BYU play against some of the top talent in the country? Absolutely. But Gabe Judy Lally, he has faced the best of the best and he will not be intimidated by anybody on BYU's schedule. Now the third part about this from Dr. Gray includes one of my favorite phrases I have never encountered before, but I love it. Let's go here. Number three, he is highly competitive, speaking of Gabe Judy Lally, and he's also nasty. He has an intellectual brutality. Now, I don't exactly understand what intellectual brutality means, but I love that phraseology so dr gray thank you for weighing in thank you for sharing some comments on this young man and i think this is actually a very savvy pickup for byu think of the caliber of grad transfers that byus brought in this year they brought in houston haymuley who was graduated from stanford they brought in gabe judy lowly from vanderbilt who graduated from the commodores program in just three years and then also christopher brooks oh yeah he went to some school called cal berkeley Talk about some of the top academic institutions out there, and this is the way BYU needs to go about things. BYU is not an easy school academically. Anybody who's been there, and trust me, I'm raising my hand, I went to school there, it is not an easy school to get into first off, but at the same time, to succeed at scholastically, academically, all of that. The good news is, the guys that BYU is targeting in the transfer portal, they understand what BYU is all about. They obviously have the background as an academic that would make them in theory, have success in the classroom at BYU, and I think this is a pretty savvy pickup for the BYU football program. I hope it works out, and I hope that Gabe Judy Lally comes in and competes for playing time right away. I see this as a pickup similar to what BYU got when they got Caleb Hayes from the transfer portal out of Oregon State last year. Remember, if Hayes came in, he did not start the first, I think, three or four games of the 2021 season, but his injuries started to take their toll on the secondary for BYU, especially at cornerback. He stepped in, and he came, I think, one or two pass up pass breakups away from the single season record for BYU defensive backs it's a pretty stellar season and Caleb Hayes figures to be right in that starting mix once again this fall I think that Gabe Judy Lally is going to come in and push for playing time right away minimum. And the good news is, if he's got three years of eligibility remaining, this is a kid who's going to help lead BYU into the Big 12 era. And having played in the SEC, like I said, there is nothing he has not seen, I feel like, in his time playing for Vanderbilt that will surprise him playing for BYU. Maybe the off the field culture and BYU as a school might be a little bit of a shock to the system. But as a guy who has been coached by Dr. Gray, I'm sure there's been conversations between Gabe Judy Lally and Dr. Derwin Gray about what BYU is about. Dr. Gray praises and sings the praises of BYU and I'm sure he was saying the same thing to Gabe Judy Lally so congratulations to Gabe Judy Lally I'm going to endeavor to get him on this podcast to talk about his play for Vanderbilt and obviously his decision to go to BYU so stay tuned for that by the way a little bit of a tease ahead to later this week got some conversations I recorded at practice yesterday from BYU football we'll be playing tight ends coach Steve Clark always a great conversation we'll play in that interview we'll also catch up with BYU running back Miles Davis a guy a lot of you probably are intrigued by. Had a chance to speak with him one-on-one. We'll get to the those interviews later on in the week. All right, coming up here in just a minute, we need to get to a BYU basketball recruiting note, a transfer portal target that BYU basketball pursued last year. He's re-entered the transfer portal. What are the chances BYU re-engages with Mike Saunders Jr.? We'll get to that, and obviously we'll catch you guys up on everything else going on in BYU sports news here momentarily. Today's podcast is brought to you in part by our friends over at BetOnline. It's that time of year again as the college basketball tournament is rolling on. For all the latest odds, contests, and player props, BetOnline.net is the number one source for all of your sports betting needs and info. BetOnline remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season as well. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline is your continuous source for all of your sports wagering information needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action available to you now. As I said, it's not just basketball, my friends. Football, hockey, tiddlywinks, cricket, whatever your sporting interest is, betonline.net has got an answer for you guys. So give it a shot. That's betonline where the game starts. This episode of Locked on Cougars is brought to you in part by our friends over at Intercap Lending, one of our great local sponsors. There is a reason that no lender in the state of Utah helps more families in this state with their mortgage needs than our friends at Intercap Lending. And simply put, Intercap Lending gets deals done. They feature a quick and simple process. They close loans two weeks faster than the industry average. And although fast is great, the ultimate goal is to create a stress-free home loan process for you, the consumer. Any of you who have gone through the refinance, home buying, or just any type of other mortgage process, you know how time-consuming and taxing it can be. That is what InterCAP aims to make easy for you guys. And that is what Locked On's personal loan officer at InterCAP Lending, Steve Carter, has been providing to hundreds of Locked On listeners so far, including Locked On founder, David Locke. Yes, the father himself has been through this process, I believe, multiple times now with our friends at InterCAP Lending. And if Steve can keep David on track throughout that entire process, Steve can help anybody. InterCAP is relatively new to the Locked On Cougars podcast, but it's not a new company. They have 44 years of experience. They were founded in 1978, helping people with all of their mortgage needs. And Steve Carter has been providing Locked On listeners with that same great experience since 2018. They are headquartered here in Utah, but licensed to help with all of your mortgage needs in more than 40 states nationwide. So give Steve a call with any and all questions or just simply an inquiry. His direct number is the direct line, 385-800-8528. That is 385-800-8528. You will not find a more responsible loan officer. I can promise you that. For more information, call Steve or visit www.intercaplending.com. Once again, that direct line to Steve, 385-800-8528. Make sure to tell him the Locked On Cougars and Jake Hatch sent you when you give them that call. That's Intercap Lending, NMLS number 190465. Intercap Lending is an equal housing lender. Before we call it a day here on Locked On Cougars, wanted to talk a little more BYU basketball recruiting, but one note going back to Gabe Judy Lally for just one moment here. I meant to point this out earlier. He has appeared in 23 games in the past three years for the Vanderbilt Commodores, but more importantly, he has played 770 snaps for Vanderbilt's defense over the past two seasons. That is among the most experienced players in all of the transfer portal, regardless of position, to have played that many snaps, have that under your belt going into potentially Three more years of college football and it it's very valuable experience, and obviously a guy like Gabe Judy Lally will bring that to BYU, and hoping that it pays off the way the BYU hopes it does. Now, speaking of payoff, BYU basketball, obviously they're getting ready for a quarterfinal matchup tomorrow night against Washington State. Get your tickets, by the way, fifteen dollars for upper bowl tickets at the Marriott Center. Sell it out. Be the final game in Alex Barcelo T. John Lucas's career at BYU. They deserve to go out the right way. Get out there. So support the Cougars, and hopefully they'll be punching their ticket to Madison Square Garden for the semifinals and the final of the NIT, but they're obviously always looking to the future as well, and a guy that BYU pursued heavily last year, and there was some thought that he, they might land him, is a guy who has connections to this state, and that is that Cincinnati Bearcats sophomore guard Mike Saunders Jr., who played high school ball at Utah's Washington Academy down there in Mount Pleasant, he's entered the portal again after doing so last spring before he decided to return to Cincinnati to play for The Bearcats once again this season. Mike Saunders is not the biggest player in the world. Six foot, 185 pounds, but an electric ball handle, a guy who has a really good shooting stroke. And BYU was actually considered to be the front runner to land him when he entered the transfer portal last year. He decided ultimately to return to play for Cincinnati one more time, but his most recent statement on social media sounds like he is officially done playing for the Bearcats and he's looking for his next stop. And the Good news for BYU is there are a number of his teammates at Wasatch Academy suiting up for the Cougars or will be suiting up for the Cougars. Caleb Lohner and Foos Traore, as well as signing Richie Saunders, who is currently serving a mission for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints but is expected to join the team next season, are all guys that Mike Saunders Jr. played with. He came off the bench for all 33 games last year and averaged 7.3 points, 2.7 assists, and 2 rebounds in just, 20, just over 20 minutes of action on on average, for the Bearcats. The thought is that a guy like Mike Saunders and who we talked about yesterday and Sean East, they could be the new backfield, not the backfield, the backcourt... I am just mixing up my metaphors and uh, everything today. They could be the new backcourt tandem for BYU going into next season. Sean East, like we mentioned yesterday, he's got good size. Six foot three, uh, 200 some odd pounds. He'd be more of the Alex Barcelo, where a guy like Mike Saunders Jr., who's obviously looking for more playing time, would come in and probably reprise the role that we saw T. John Lucas take on this year. More of a facilitator, a guy who can score when needed, but... Obviously, there's still a long way to go in both of these circumstances, with both Sean East from the JUCO ranks, and in this case, Mike, this case, Mike Saunders Jr. coming from the transfer portal via Cincinnati. But I think there are some options out there for BYU. I think that BYU is going to have guys transfer out. It's just a simple fact of how life is in college hoops. Don't be surprised. You start to see some names over the next couple of weeks as BYU season wraps up. The guys enter the transfer portal. It's going to happen. I don't know the names. I have heard rumblings. But I will not report those unless I have it on very, very good authority. We'll kind of let them make their decision. But BYU, they have already shown in three years that Mark Pope has been running this program. They will always comb through that transfer portal. And Mikey Saunders Jr., obviously with his connections to Utah, to BYU, and how far down the road it appeared that BYU and Mike Saunders Jr. were last year, this seems like a pretty natural fit. If he wants to come back and play, maybe he gets more more playing time because there's going to be a lot of reps apparently in BYU's backfield it appears, at least roster-wise going into next season. So keep an eye on it. Mike Saunders Jr., just yet another name to pay attention to if you're a BYU basketball fan. And finally before we go, just a couple of notes on other BYU sports. BYU softball was in action yesterday, hosting number 13 Oregon at Gale Miller Field hoping to get an upset of the Ducks but it was not to be as BYU fell to Oregon 9-3 in their lone contest obviously Oregon will be traveling back home BYU will be back in action later this week Iowa State coming to Gale Miller Field this weekend if you want to watch those games I believe they are scheduled for Thursday, Friday and Saturday might be just two days, but somewhere in that realm you'll see the BYU softball program back in action. Good news for BYU was the Chloe Temples was named the West Coast Conference Pitcher of the Week for the second time this season. She helped BYU go 4-0 and on the week last week. Had a very solid week in the circle for BYU softball, so congratulations to her. Like I said, it's her second honor this week. It's the fourth honor overall for BYU. Outfielder Violet Zvodnik and pitcher Autumn Moffat Korth previously uh, each won an individual award as well, so Chloe Temples has the two individual awards. BYU Baseball will be in action today. They are going to be headed to UCCU Ballpark in Orm to take on UVU, their second in state clash of the season. They beat Utah in just an absolute rout last year. Uh, UVU, in a little bit of a I guess your transition period, a new coaching staff, all that stuff. I would expect that BYU Baseball should be able to pick up a W in this game against UVU, but. BYU's bats went cold over the weekend up there in Portland. Hopefully, they can regain some of that mojo as they make the short trip over to UCCU Ballpark. It's a six o'clock first pitch in that contest. If you want to go watch it, there will be a live broadcast on the BYU Sports Network on the radio side of things. If you want to check it out, I have not seen a link for BYU or UVU saying there will be a live stream of it. Hopefully, there will be like the WAC Digital Network or something like that. I'll keep an eye out and see if I can tweet out something if I find that at some point down the road here. So there you go that is the roadmap of where BYU sports stands as they go into midweek obviously we'll have plenty more coverage for you guys all week long we've got BYU football continuing on with spring ball as I mentioned conversations one on ones with both tight ends coach Steve Clark and running back Miles Davis probably get to one of those tomorrow so stay tuned for that And obviously we'll have you covered on anything else that comes out involving BYU sports like we always do here on the podcast so there you go that is going to do it a big thank you once again for making us your first list End of the day, go and check out our friends over the Lockdown NFL Draft Podcast. Make them your second listen. Now they bring the draft to life every single day. They've got insight into every prospect out there. Tyler Algier among those. And by, by the way, BYU Pro Day on Friday. We got to break that down later this week as well. Some of the, what we expect from Pro Day for the Cougars. But if you want to get the inside track on the NFL Draft, check out the Lockdown NFL Draft Podcast. It is free and available wherever you get your podcast. All right, that's going to do it for us. Have a great rest of your day whenever you hear this this has been the locked on cougars podcast for march 22nd 2022 and we will catch you guys manana